Today's DAF is DAF Memtet, and the way we ended yesterday's DAF was by looking at certain processes, like production of um, what was wheat and grinding and things like that, and the question of all the malachas that will be involved in it. So here we're talking about someone who's pounding garlic. So I hear the shachat tuma. Kan mefarech bereishi, when he starts crumbling the head of it to get, like, like to remove the, uh, the, the, like, the, the stuff around the cloves, the cloves, right? That's mishum dash. That's effectively dash. That's threshing. That's getting the fruit outside of the encasing. When he is now um, removing the peels and the things from it, after he sort of crushed it, it sounds like that's borer, that's already selecting. Now, I saw an interesting piece on this. It was, um, the question is why? Because normally we say, if you're taking the ochel out of the psolot, then it should be fine. But the question is, the assumption here is it's not being fused, used immediately. Okay. Meaning the assumption is, because even if you do ochel mitoch hapsola, even if you're selecting the food, from, if it's not for immediate use, you also can't do it. So you've got borer. Katshachit b'madukhta, when you start pounding this garlic with a pestle, then it's mishum tochen, that's malach of grinding. Kadyad mashkin, when you start mixing it with liquids, that it, and getting into a mass, well, that's dash, that's kneading. Katshachit b'madukhta, uh, uh, sorry, I've just uh, skipped a few lines. Sorry, kayan mashki mishum lash kagmar malach done. When you then you when you finish the malacha, like you did last a little bit, that's makav patish. As always, makav patish is when you have sort of finished off a, a whole process. Now, ahen sikura. Now, sikura is another. This is again, this is the next process. There's some sort of Reb Chaim says min zraim shosim mehenot seva. Some sort of dye. Okay, some sort of zera that produces a dye. Kad mivchar begarare. You've got michad, sorry, michad, but he says it's mivchar begarare bekulpita. That's mishum borer. When you start pulling away the the bark around it to take away, that's like the psolet. Well, that is borer. You're differentiating between that which you want and that which you don't want. Then we said kad machdat bemargizaya. That's mishum dash. When you start hitting it. With this margizai, we saw this uh, type of tool before. That's like a, a tool in which they were used to like break away the the, the bark from the product they actually want. Now, that's dash, that's threshing. When they would put it in then in a pestle to grind it up, well, that's that's tochen. When they added water to it and got into some sort of mass, that's kneading, that's lush. Sorry, that's when they put it into a mold. And they're forming this mold around it. That would be bonnet, interestingly. Um, which is, I, I tell you what's really interesting, because it sounds like here the bonnet is got to do with the food itself, not that necessarily the mold. There's a discussion about this, I think. Let me just see if, see if I found this. I thought it was here. Uh, one second. No, I don't have it. Sorry. I thought I had a discussion about this. Could the, could the question could be, is it talking about, then you, then you might have even binyan by food, by the way. There is an inyan of binyan by food. But it can actually, actually but that, in other words, you put it into this mold, into this shape. But uh, that's a matter for halach, like a halach discussion for another time. When you break apart this mold, that's mechatech, that's effectively cutting it up. And that's, that's effectively korea. And gamar malachto, when you finish that, when you get back to the malacha, that's makeba patish. Okay. So that's the discussion of, that's close off our discussion of like multiple different processes and all the malachas involved with it. So here we talk about, once again, we go back to Mafarek. So let me share this sheet with you because it'll help uh, navigate this sugya. So the question is as follows. The first case is as follows. Rukhia says the name of Yochanan, the of Yochanan first. He says, Dagin Shasachtan, what if you get a fish? We saw this case before, and you squeeze it out. Now the question, what are you doing it for? If it's Lugufan, if you're doing it for the sake of the fish itself, then it's Patur. 
If you're doing because you want the tzir, then you're the So it's important to understand, he understands chayimish mafarek, right? Because you're now extracting something from its source, and I want the tzir, the brine, if you like, from this fish, so you're chayim. Now, why if gufan, if you actually want it to, for the sake of the fish itself, like it's too oily or something, then it's patur, because it's a malacha shein tzich gufa. Right, meaning I'm not doing it for the product that's coming out for dash, but nonetheless, it's still uh, I'm going through the process of malacha of dash, really. It, but I, it's, so therefore, it's a malacha chain gufa, meaning I'm doing the process of dash, but not for the product that's coming out. Therefore, as we said, malacha chain gufa, like we've said previously, is patur. Okay, here you have the word rava, but it should be rav. Rav amar kvashim. Next case, if you're doing kvashim. Now, here we're talking about uh, vegetables that are pickled. If you squeeze it out in Lugufam, if it's for the benefit of the pro- food product itself, he says in this situation, it's absolutely mutar. Not patur, but actually mutar. So we see that Rav and Rav Yochan is going to be different here. In the Meimav, if you're doing it for its, because you want the, um, the, it's the salty the juices out of it, we say that that would be Asur. Now, what's going on here? So here... The why is it mutar? Why is it mutar and why is it asur? Why is it not? Why is it not malach if you're doing lameimav like Rabbi Yochanan says? Because Rabbi Chaim says here because ain mafarek elabazetim vanavim do omdim lamashke. Because these pickled juices aren't really standing to produce juices. That's not you have these pickled like pickled cucumbers. You're not doing it because you want the you don't do it to produce like a cucumber pickled juice. It's not like grapes and olives. So therefore, that's why it's patur. It's not actually malach of dash. And the question is, what about why is it mortar? We'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Now, if it was shlakot, if we're dealing with uh, not pickled things, but cooked vegetables, whether you want it for the, to, for the benefit of the vegetable or we want it for the juices, here change the word from asl to mutar. Then it's actually mutar. Why is it mutar? Rav Chaim says here, even if you're doing it for the, ju- the liquid inside it, that liquid's not even considered a mashke. It's actually considered ochel itself. And all you're doing is then mafrid ochel me ochel. You're just separating food from food, and separating food from food is not really a. It's not that's not a dash. That's not like they're extracting a juice out of a uh, out of out of from its source. Okay, that's why he says if it's shlakot, it's different. Now, just to close off the debate, we've got Shmuel Amar echad kvashim echad shlakot ben gufan belemem asur. He says it doesn't make a difference. All situations it would be asur. In other words, Reb Chaim says the lo mechalek ben kvashim shlakot doesn't make a difference. Even if it's the Gufan, it will still be Asu because he holds, I assume, like Rabbi Yochanan, because it's a Malach Hashem Etrich Lagufa, you'd be Patur Laval Asu. Okay? Because even if you're not doing it for the juice, still it's a Malach Ravdash, and it's a Malach Hashem and therefore it would be Asu. Now, Amrav Chizkia, had a Rav de Palig Rabbi Yochanan. See on the chart, so quite clearly, Rav is arguing with Rabbi Yochanan. Amalei Ramana Lama, because the Henda Amar Asu, Umutar, Henda Amar Chai Patur. As you see quite clearly, when it came to the case of the Dagim, Rabbi Yochanan's Machalek, he says, if it's a Gufan, it's Patur, Lememav, is Chayev. Whereas when it came to Kvashim, you can see on the chart, when it came to the Gufan, it was Mutar, Lememav, Now, why is that? That is because Rabbi Yochanan explains very important here. In other words, according to Rabbi Yochanan, he understands this is Mefarek. When you're squeezing it, this fish out for the contents inside it, it's, that is a Malach of Mefarek. Or Dash, Yuchayev. Right? However, if it's a Malach, it just happens to be, if you're doing it for the benefit of fish, it's Malach, it's a Gufan, therefore you're Patur. However, Rav says, this is not dash at all. I read your Rav Chaim, he says, It's not even dash. Because this is, this is kind of funny, because sometimes we, we, we've, we've toyed with this idea before. Like, when do we say something's Malachat She'en Surah Gufa? 
And when do we say that's actually that's not the definition of the malacha at all? And you're not even doing dash if you're doing it for the to, to like um, enhance the food itself. So again, Rabbi Yochan understands well it's dash, and therefore when you're squeezing it out, that makes it. Uh, and even if it's for benefit of say the fish, it's a malacha as a gufa. And what Rav says. When you're squeezing something for the benefit of the product itself and not for something that's coming out, it's not even it's not even considered dash at all. It's not the definition. It's a bit like if someone just randomly tears a garment, not almanat lit for that type of thing. Okay, um, fine. This like, like this won't explain it before. Okay, now Amar that that's that's I think that's a sugi. We can get rid of she now. Okay, so Amar of Babar Mamal Batzel Shurisku. Now, if you're crushing an onion, if you're doing it because you're crushing this onion to sweeten it, to give it a nice flavor, to improve it, then it's asur. We have to understand why that is. If if you're taking out the sharpness, it is actually going to be dangerous to an individual. Like that's, then we say it is actually, that's actually it is mutar. Now, what's the difference here? Why is it if you're doing it for, to sweeten and give it a nice flavor, improve it, then it's asur. Because Reb Chaim says here, it is actually that it's because Mishub the Avsh. It says, "Imni kavel matko v'letaken ha'ochel asu da'ashve uchlehu." That's mashve ochel. So tikkun ochlim. I think I saw this elsewhere. That it's that the the issue is that it's like bishul, if you like. It's not a malacha of bishul, but anytime you're doing something that's not for, for, for food and you sort of metaken ochlim tikkun ochlim, Chachamim says asu because it's like bishul. I think that's the explanation here. Okay, fine. Reb Zira says b'shem Rav Huna. Uh, it's not. It's so, not schita. Um, no, in, you're not. You're not squeezing out to get the juices. I think you're just crushing it. Ah, it's it's not. It's not. Uh huh. I understand what you're but saying. You're, like you're, you're squishing it. Like you're squishing it. Type of thing. Right. right. Okay. Right. Reb Zira says Beshem Rav Rav No, because the Rav Chaim says it got to do it Avsha Uchlo like Tikkun Ochlim. Okay. Okay. So Rav Zira Beshem Rav Huna says it's non tomnom melach bevach loisha. You're allowed to cover up. A sdon, which is um, uh, radish in melach, but but you're not allowed to do it for long periods of time. Now, why is that? So that, in, in other words, the idea is you're allowed to basically dip it in salt to eat it. That's not a problem. In other words, even cover it over for a short period of time. But if you do it for a long time, then what's the issue? Chaim says it's tikkun ochlim once again. However, what's interesting here? There's another explanation that's brought in the korbaneda because it's dami Abed. right? It's like a tanning. Like in other words, if you treat something with um, salt for an extended period of time, such as changes its form, it's like a change in substance, like makes a substantive change. It's like ma'abed. Okay, let's continue. Now, having mentioned Reb Zira B'Shem Rav Huna, we mentioned a, a number of other halachas, like a string of them, in that Reb Zira said the name Rav Huna. First is Kelav It says Kelav Mibeta Uman Lov Shov Imit Kareid Kare. So, what this means, if you get new clothes from a shop, you're allowed to put it on. And if it, even if it tears, it tears. Now, what's the problem here? The idea is, is you've got new clothes and you don't know if it actually fits you properly. Okay. And if you put it on and it might feel it's a bit tight and ended up tearing, that's not a problem because it's what's called Shein Mitkaven. It's Mitkaven. You didn't want to tear the clothes. Now, those are not choshesh that you put on this new jacket, even if might be, this is the first time you're trying it on. And it might be too, too, too small on you. Um, and it might tear. That's not a problem. In other words, not, it, it won't Mitkaven Lazar. Um, what's actually very interesting here, however, Reb Chaim quotes another thing, and he says, "Inami," and this one I don't really understand this because it says, "Pamim shabami beta umam Sometimes when you get it from a, um, a new clothes, as we as we as we know, for example, when you get new suits, they sew they sew up the pockets, or they you know they they do certain things, or the flaps at the back of your suit, they, they put little things in in the packaging. So then, what they do, even the neck of it would be sewed together. And what happened is, you, you and the idea, what he says here is. 
It says, The neck is already sewed. We should actually interesting because it must, I think it has to be that you don't, you're not aware that it is sewed together because otherwise it's a back of a pathish, I thought. So it must be that you're not aware that it is, you just put it on. Like a bit, then it's not mid coven. Otherwise, it's, it's a bit, bit, otherwise it's a bit difficult to understand. Okay, next one. Says, what happens if you if you get uh, you're wearing a woolen jumper or something and all these thorns get stuck in it? Okay. What you can do, you can start picking the thorns out on Shabbos, not a problem. in a private in a in a, not in a public setting, like not in front of a lot of people. Rukhaim says the mechzik because it looks like matakin, even if you're not. You're just pulling out the thorns. But virtually carry out. But provided that when you're pulling it out, you're not intending to tear it out. Okay. Now, therefore, and the Rambam, by the way, when he brings this halakha, he says that even if you end up tearing it by mistake, it's not a problem because you're in a mitkaven akach. You want mitkaven to tear them out. Okay. Next. Amar Rav Zira B'Shem Rav Huna. See, there's more statements that Rav Zira said in the name of uh, Rav Huna. Wouldn't this, would, sorry, <coughs> wouldn't this be a dafka akera letaken? No, because this is different. The, the malach of kriya is I'm tearing a gap, I'm like I'm tearing it. Like, like, for example, when you bring in the trousers or something, they might tear the fabric in a particular way and then stitch it in, and, and then and bring the two pieces of fabric together, closer together, and sew it together. That's how, that's 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 Latakian. Here, you're just trying to pull out the thorns. You're not tearing the garment Latakian. The thorns are just in. As in, long as the thorn in, is in, I can't wear it. And if I pull the thorn out, then I can then I can wear it again because it's sticking me. How do you call it? It's it's. What you're saying? You're saying it might be like a tikkun mana or something like that. Yeah, but I, exactly. I, yeah. It, it, it doesn't. Uh, the grand doesn't understand it that way. It's just seems if it's, it's just nistabef. It's still sort of caught in. Does right? it have to do? Does it have to do with the fact that I wore it already on Shabbos? I went through a bush. The th- things came in, and so it was already ready for Shabbos. It's not that I'm now making it katchila ready for Shabbos. Um, I don't know because if something breaks, I don't think so. Because if, if you're saying the issue would be tikkun mana, it doesn't make a difference. Let's say something breaks on Shabbos, on Shabbos itself, you can't fix it. Okay. Okay. But I, I'm not sure. Let's continue. Um, fine. Nafal tit al Let's say some mud, if you like, gets on someone's clothing. You can sort of wipe it off with your hand. But you're not allowed to get the garment and, and rub it together to try and get it out. Because then you, then that's too much like kibbus. It's like laundering, effectively, which is like malaben, which is one of the malachos of Shabbos. Okay? But just wiping it off with your hand, that's not that's not really considered such a problem. Now, Reb Zira says, B'Shem Rav Huna, Ha'hen nena'er, you've got nena'er here, but it's na'er, it's to shake out. Bechad shari betlat asu betartayat sricha. So there's two ways to understand this, uh, what, the, what this Gemara is discussing now. Reb Chaim says the first way is, we've got a garment that's full of, um, it was left outside and it's got dew all over it. So if you shake it out with one person, not a problem. The near itself is not yafeh. If it's with three people, then it's going to be damila kibus. It's going to be shaking it out thoroughly and it's going to be like laundering because you're getting this liquid out of it. And whereas with two people, it's a suffolk. However, another understanding is we're not talking about that it got wet, and that's going to be important for the later Gemara. It's actually talking about that it's a, it's, it's wrinkled, right? It was a it was a like a jumper or like a shirt that was on on the on the couch or something, and kids sat on it, and you just shook it out, shake it out with one person. Well, that's okay. It's not considered kibbutz. If you do it with three people, mass shaking it out, that's going to be like effectively like ironing, and that's going to be a problem. And two, if two people, it's a suffix where this can be effective. Those are two ways to understand it. Let's continue. 
Um, what if someone bathes? Now, the question is, can they dry themselves? So we've seen discussions around this before. But Rav Huna Avrav said, Khanamar hachin shari v'hachin asur. Well, in other words, there are ways it can be mutar, ways it can be asur. What, which way is mutar? Rav Chaim explains, if, if you um, dry yourself off quickly in one go, then there's no chashash of schita. You might end up squeezing it out. However, im nistapeg yafer ever, ever, if you're very being particular, drying one limit at a time, then you might end up coming lede schita, like if it's a protracted process. That's the way, that's how Rav Huna, the Yehuda Machalek, the Chara, sorry, not, well, we don't know. It's Rav, Rav, Rav Huna, Rav Yehuda. So one of them says it, it depends on the way you dry yourself. The Charana and the other Amar Ben Hachin or Ben Hachi Asu. It doesn't make a difference. You cannot dry yourself out of concern you might Shema Yisrael. Now, Rav Abba Barzmina bar al Maschi im Rav Zira. So, Rav Abba went with Rav Zira to, and they went to bathe. Velo Shavki Avad Lohachim Lachim. He didn't let him dry himself off in either fashion. So, in other words, Machmir like the shit that was Machmir out of the two. Okay. Naflo Maim al Begadav. If some water falls in someone's clothing, Rav Huna Rav Yirmi says, Chadama Minna'er Shari Umamachla Asur. One shita says you could shake the garment out. But rubbing it off, trying to push off the water, that would be asur. In other words, when you do that, that is like a reader of Chaim, Avalurid, Biado. If you use your hand specifically, that is mamash melaben. That's effectively like a cleaning it. Okay? Or literally, it's whitening it, but laundering it. Okay? The Haran and the other sheet actually switches it around entirely. Meaning, a reader of Chaim, el Because if you're just wiping it off, all you're doing is pushing the water away. Aval, if you manai, if you shake it out thoroughly, that would be the one that's asur. Because because that's also going to draw out any of the water that's inside the beged itself. And that's exactly what kibbutz is. Kibbutz is the water goes in and it collects all the dirtiness from the beged and it's drawn out when you uh, squeeze it or push it or move it around, right? right? And that would be marshmallow Okay. Now, which is interesting because before we talked about, so according to this shita, ni'ur, shaking is a problem. So again, how do we, we saw previously with the people shaking, we said, if it's one person, it's okay. Three people, it's not okay when you shook, shook out this beggar. So there's two ways to understand it. Either, either that sugi is according to the shita that says Nitru is okay, or that sugi is not talking about where it's covered with the Jew, but we're talking about the fact that it had Kamatim in it. Remember, there were two ways to explain that sugi we saw previously. Okay, let's continue. Rabba b'shem Rabchia Barashi. It palgun Rabchia Ruba b'rem Shimon b'rebi. Chadamor rokek v'shaf v'charana amar in rokek v'shaf. One shita says when you spit on the ground, you can you can rub it with your foot. Another shita says you cannot do that. Now, what would be the shita? What, what, let's understand why you can. So Rabchaim says hameshaf she harok b'raglo. So you rub it al gabi afar. So you spit on the ground and it's got soil. It's on the ground that's not tiled. Importantly. And he said, despite the fact that you might, uh, he says, because when you're doing that, your intention is to, isn't to smooth out any holes. And even so, the not, not, not be, it might not be a hole there anyway. That's why the shit says, okay, but the shit says, absolutely not, because of concern that maybe Mashmah Gumot and things like that. Now, so the Gemara then continues, says, Pesifas, right? That's only if there isn't any tiles. Pesifas, Rokek Vashaf. But if there are like stone or it's it's rutsaf on the ground, there's not a problem because there's no issue of mashvagul. Now, this is a really interesting one. This is someone spits into the wind and it's particularly windy and it spreads out the spit. That would be zoreh. Now, that's interesting because we said zoreh is winnowing. That's when you throw the, the mixture of the wheat and the chaff together and the wind blows away the psolet. Here, there doesn't seem to be any psolet at all. You just, it's just 
like dispersing the spit that's in the air. We have to read this in a minute. It says, So what's interesting here is, it seems to be that according to the Yerushalmi, at least the first reading of the Yerushalmi, the Pashup Shad, the way you read it, is that any time you throw something to the wind and it disperses it, even if you're not separating the Psolet and the Ochel, that is a Malachar of Zoreh. That's what it seems to be Pashat Nasugya. However, he brings, Reb Chaim brings another parish. He says, Yes, Rim, the Ein Zor, some people say that no, it's only if you, when you throw it up, the psalm gets blown away, like the classic way of, of winnowing is. If it's all bad, like the psalm, meaning this a spit in the air, so therefore, what's this, what's the Yashami talking about with spit? So what it's talking about, it's talking about when you spat and the, and the wind took it, not Zoreh. But one second. What does it mean? V'chaim mishum zora then in asuga. V'chaim mishum zora. Do mean it means like zora. Do mean the zora. The afagav durog masai. Despite the fact the ruach is assisting you in this malacha, just like zora. Really, what's doing the malacha? The wind's doing the malacha. The separation, the assisting, assisting the malacha. So too, you might think that because I'm spitting and the wind took it and took it to daladamus as well. That's another case where the wind's assisting also v'chaim. After my ruach masai to, it says he cites a pure alacha. In uh, obviously, he said, but no, but the Pasha Pashat is like we explained in the beginning. The Pasha Pashat seems to be that simply throwing this thing that goes into the wind and disperses, even if you're not, seems to be the, like the simple reading of Sugya, that itself is a Malacha of Zorah. Okay, so that's fascinating. Anyway, let's continue. Next, 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 uh, Malacha, Haborer. So, Borer, as we know, we're taking it's separating Ochel and Psol and things like that. Uh, by hand, that's a classic way of understanding it. So Amr Yudin, Yes, who borer tsurot in You can have someone who is sitting, who, who is taking out stones from a mixer all day and is not chayev. The Yeshu who, I mean, chayev the writer. So Yeshu who not tell Grogogeret, umiyad chayev. And some people might take a small amount and he takes a few things out and be chayev. Let's say someone's sitting a massive pile of, say, wheat and he's sitting there picking out stones from it. He's not chayev. Why? Because he hasn't finished. Meaning, because it's a massive, massive pile, and the fact he took a few stones out, he hasn't really hasn't achieved much because it's still full of psolid. Okay, so you can be doing the whole day. So it seems to be you need to, you know, the malachat. Then you have to be. Uh, the, it would have to be you've separated all the psolid from the from the ochel. However, Natalia, if you take a small handful and your hand could go get it enough, that's a shirachila, right? And you just be rare. You took some stones out. Well, you've achieved something in your hand, so you'd be chayev. That's a difference. Okay. Raviona Baya Asa Ken Beshabas Al Data de Bitshame Maushil Chayev. Now this is kind of important because this is a Rodin Rochaim. This relates to a mission in Mesech the Beitz, it's a machloket between Bitsham and Bedhilo. Okay. Meaning on Yontav, Bitshama says Borer Ochel the Ochel. On Yontav, you can take the Ochel out and eat Ochel. However, Bedhilo says Borer Kedarko. Borer Kedarko means you can even take the Psolet from the Ochel. Like there's no problem on Yontav. In other words, Borer is one of the Malachas that are Mutamishum Ochel Nefesh. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Now, the question is, what about on Shabbat? If according to Beit Shammai, who says on Yontav, you can only take Ochel Mipuch Psolet, can, what if you did Ochel Mipuch Psolet on Shabbat? So you chayev or not? So Amalei Rav Yosef, he says, why would you be chayev? Let's look at the comparison. Look at Beit Hillel. Beit Hillel says, the case on Yontav, you mutamishum Ochel Nefesh, what can you do? You can take the Psolet from the Ochel. On Shabbos, that case would be Chayev. 
So, so too, in that Mishnah, the parallel should be for Beit Shammai. When Beit Shammai is allowing you to take Ochel with Tochapsol, it must be only on Yontav and on Shabbos. You will be able to even take Ochel out. Okay? So, Amar Ravmana, Yiut Amar Raviyona Abba. So, Ravmana you know, defends his father, Raviyona, that uh, it says, no, the question was a good question. The question wasn't on Beit Hillel. The question was on Beit Shammai. Lo ati al Beit Shammai. Why? Meaning, the question is as follows. When Beit Shammai says, it's mutar ochel mitoch yontav, why is that? Is that because he holds that Brera is another one of those malachot that are mutar mishum ochel nefesh? And therefore, really, yes, you're right. Then maybe it would be that on Shabbos, even Ochel Metoch Psol will be a problem, Beit Shammai. Or maybe not. Or maybe it is Ochel Metoch Psol is Mutar Yontov, and also on Shabbos itself, because he holds that Borer is not one of the Malachas in a Mutar Mishum Ochel Nefesh. That's the way Ruchaim explains that piece here. And as it's not like Bishul and Afia. So, in other words, it, the Suffolk we have regarding Beit Shammai is a good Suffolk, and don't try and bring a proof like, 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 you know, drawing conclusions from Beit Hill to Beit Shammai. Okay. What if you separate Ochel mitoch Ochel? Is that a problem? So Chizkiyamar, he'd be Chayev. Ochel mitoch Ochel would be Chayev. So we've got, you know, two different foods mixed together. And Rabbi Yochanan says he'd be Patu. Now Patu, by the way, means Patu of Alasso. It's very important to appreciate that. Okay? We'll see if we go along. So Midra Pliga, the Chizkiyam. We've got a teaching this to go against the Chizkiyam. The Amar Reb Borer Ochel Borer Omaniach Ala Shulchan. It sounds like you'll add a, when you read Reb Chaim, um, it says, uh, it says, this is Tani Besosefta, Nidarbu Perot Perot. You've got lots of different, like, Ochel mixed together. Borer for Ochel Boro Menechel Ashulchan. You're allowed to take the Ochel out and also put on the Shulchan itself. And it says, Besagadag, the Boro Menech, the Kamar Menechel Arzman. You're allowed to mamash, put on the table, Lach Arzman. And we talked about the fact that if there was an issue of Boro, you wouldn't be able to do it for extended periods of time. And it seems to be from that Tosefta, from that Brighter, it seems to be that, uh, that there's no issue. But it seems to be not, not at all. So really, by the way, just so you appreciate, it's not just a kasher on Cheskia that said it's, uh, it's Chayev. It's also a kasher on Rabbi Yochanan, by the way, who says Pato, because the, the, that's where Chaim points out here, that that Brighter seems to suggest it's actually more time to do so. So how do you understand that Brighter? Um, so the Gemara says, no, Tifta, so, uh, Mr. Mitz, so Rabun Barachia B'Shem Ravi Ishmo says, Baravi Yitzchach, Tifta Shil Orchim Ochlim Rishon Rishona. We're talking about that he's eating it immediately. When you borrow the Ochim Mitoch Ochel, that the, the guest, when he said put on a Shulchan, it doesn't mean Lachar Zman, it's being eaten immediately. Now what's interesting here is that the, what it sounds, Reb Chaim says, this sounds to be a, 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 another Chum we find in Rishon Mitoch Ochel, the Bavli. Meaning, when, when, when it comes to laws of Borer, we know that it has to be uh, miyad, so biad miyad and ochel mitoch That's halacha, right? You'll, it has to be can't use a special kli. It has to be immediate, and it has to also be ochel mitoch Okay, but miyad, by the way, the way we hold, like the Ramah paskins, it just means for the next meal. It doesn't have to be like as you're taking it, you put it straight into your mouth. Okay, um, meaning choice lotosuda. What it sounds like here, according to Shalmi, it has to be mamash lealtar, meaning you're separating base the guests are eating it straight away, not you're preparing for the meal. That's why Reb Chaim and this is slightly different. Now we understand that the Gemara asks, "Why are One second, a question. But one second, it says you're not allowed to leave roar be kol atomin. Reb Chaim says here, this is again the safe of the bright. What you're allowed to do is allowed to separate it, you know, the food to eat some of it, ochel betocho ochel, or on la shulchan. We said that's meant to be yad. But leave roar means elachud means elachud is asu. 
but to separate literally to separate all the, the oranges and apples, let's call it that way, completely into two piles would be asal. Okay. And if you do a little bit, it will be braver. It's not like we said before, if you do a little bit regarding the creed. Dahatam, if you remember with a pile, we said as if you didn't do the whole pile, you wouldn't be chayav. That was hatam birer psolet mitocha ochel shloit ave brera ele bakri. Because that's when you're taking the psolet from the ochel. Makoshal birer kol kri. If you didn't take all the psolet, you haven't achieved anything. Lomahani masaf. Aval hachahi borer ochel mitocha ochel. But here, when you're separating ochel mitochel, you've achieved something bemashinatal. Okay? Bahani li inyamashi birer. So let's continue. Be imasake beshabsi bi chayav. That means. That's lafuke yom to this patro. So let's continue. So let's go back. Let's, let's go back in the Gemara. Now, why is it that on on yontiv we say it is if you do so if b'shabes ibichayev on yontiv ibpator? So again, al dater of chizkel. Let's look at Rukhaim. Ati shapehach seif. I can understand that. Shechina bor kedarko lechriach hazman ibichayev. El Rabbi Yochanan damar patro kasher. Why is it contra Yochanan it'd be Asur, even though normally Ochbi Tochel is not Asur? Meaning Kugon, why is it that? Kugon Baochil Mitoch Psolet Yochayev. That's why Hilkach, therefore, they say if you do Ochel Mitoch Ochel, that's why Lachachil would be, um, as we said, Asur to do so. In other words, again, why is it that Rabbi Yochanan says it's Asum Midar Rabbanan because he says Pator? It's because Gzer Shema, meaning really it's not really considered it's not considered Malach Ochem Mitoch Ochel. The concern is if we allow people starting Ochem Mitoch Absolut or Absolut Mitoch Ochel, and and Al Chazman that would be a problem. Okay, let's just finish off the piece of Gemara. Adat Cheski Afilu Igulim Migo Igulim Afilu Rimonim Migo Rimonim. So according to Rabbi Cheski, that seems to be that Ochem Mitoch Ochel is a problem. Would it even apply to the same? Food product, just bigger ones and smaller ones. Cakes of pressed figs or rimonim, smaller and larger ones. So the Gemara says, in Kena, if that's if so, I feel bene nash bin go bene nash. If you're gonna say he goes he goes even to that extent, then even people we talk people. I Meaning you call a friend over, that should be chayev, Mishum Borer. So my chadun, what's it in? Just to finish with the sugya. Call Amamodil Lahadid Rabimi. Everyone agrees like Rabimi says. The Rabimi have a have a orchin. What happens? He gave him turmasim, which is uh, lupins, right? And also the psola. Now, both importantly are edible. It says, make sure that even though you're going to take the one ochel, ochel, do you eat the rest of the ochel as well? In other words, even Reb Chizkiah, who says that, yes, ochel mitochel is a problem, in this situation, if you're going to end up eating all the ochel, you can selectively take some ochel from other ochel, because you're going to end up eating all of it anyway, and in, in, in that situation, it will be a problem of borrow, even according to Rebbe Okay, Colton, have a good day, everyone.